When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. And welcome into the (laughs) dad in the background goes welcome to the first official PGR of the 2021-2022 season in which the Dallas Stars defeat the New York Rangers three to two in overtime. Hey guys, how's it going? Great. Sounds like we've got a live studio audience tonight. I, I know, right? We, yeah, we, we got a couple more. Look at that. See, there's there's uh, Amanda and Maddie right down there on the ground, too. So, anyways, guys, uh, what, I mean, there, there's a lot of talk to talk about in this game. Um, there was, uh, you know, su- again, the guy that surprises, surprises again in his first NHL game, gets his first NHL goal. Uh, I mean, the, the penalties were kind of weird. Uh, there were vets getting a lot of penalties. There were some serious injuries that we need to talk about. There's a quite a few things that are on the plate that we need to get to. But first off, uh, what would y'all like to touch first? I just want to talk about Jacob Peterson first. I mean, what a great way to start a career, start the season. I mean, c- coming in as being the surprise guy on the roster, and then the first thing you do is score an unassisted goal on a great forehand backhand cookie jar shelf goal that was awesome amazing way to start the season super cool and and steps right into that spot that robertson had and 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 even has hints on the other side waiting for him on that play too and still has the confidence to take that himself that's crazy exactly it looked like he didn't miss a beat at all he looked like a goal scorer from the get-go and then even the defensive zone too there was that really weird play where he was kind of in the middle of his own defensive zone he got the puck kind of up into his chest but he was real patient with it, made a good play, got right out of the zone. He looked totally comfortable. He did not look like a rookie at all. It was amazing. Loved it. And yet, we, we you know, we mentioned this on the podcast, so like, last week, but Jacob Peterson's a fifth-round pick, and also Jamie Benn is a fifth-round pick, and also John Kleinberg is a fifth-round pick. So one can only logically conclude that Jacob Peterson is going to be the next Jamie Benn, right? Yeah. That's, that's, I mean, that's only logical, right? That, that, that's only logical. <laughs> but anyway, that was pointed out several times by the uh, TV crew uh, on uh, Ballet Sports Southwest. First, it was Brian Ray in the first intermission, and then it was uh, Michelle during the second period. So, again, we'll point out he's a fifth-round pick. He's only 22, and yet he's making huge strides in the NHL already. Wait, and what, what, what round was he drafted in? Fifth round. The fifth round? Fifth round. That's cr- You know who else was drafted in the fifth round? 
I don't know, Chris. Who? Okay, moving on. Moving on. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, we got a, a lot of other things to talk about as well. Obviously, that's the, the cool thing to see for a guy to come out in his first NHL game, his first shot, one of his first shifts, and he scores a goal. And that can only do anything but raise his confidence level from here on out. Yeah, that was the only part of the game that was 100% positive. Everything else has some caveats. <laughs> right. So, uh, Chris, what were some of those, uh, one of the caveats that you saw tonight? Because there were a couple, but uh, just pick one and run with it. Well, number one, I guess we'll talk about all the injuries. So two injuries tonight. Klingberg in the in the first period takes an elbow to the face, which should have been a penalty, wasn't. But that doesn't look like where he got injured. He got his knees buckled as well as he and got hit as he was going down too. So I'm assuming his knees all messed up. But he came back later in the second period, and he played for a, a good amount of time, and then he came back out again in the beginning of the third. So really kind of a confusing injury because it looked like he was really hurt and then he was fine and now he's really hurt again so i don't know what's up with that and then and then uh holtby goes out uh at the end of the second period right um, uh yes what, what he there he uh, he allowed two goals on 27 shots before leaving for unspecified reasons with 11:53 remaining in the third period yeah yeah, so and the only thing the that we can period. think, and the only thing that we can think of of why he went out is because he got tickled on the ear with a stick, which <laughs> I, I I don't believe that that's uh, what happened. I think I something mean, else happened in the game. It was but, a tickle, but okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> it hurt, but still, he had a big helmet on. Anyway, yeah, I don't. I mean, what what it looked like to me was that his neck kind kind of like buckled on him almost. So that's what I thought it was was that he was having some neck pain. So it was, it, it was like some sort of weird tweak or something like that? Yeah. Maybe. But Cause anyway. Because he still played fine after. Yeah, which was confusing again. So anyway, that makes, at the start of the season, we have four players who were we were expecting to play in the first game are injured now. We have Robertson, Como, Holpe, and Klingberg. So... Back to stars as usual. It's t- I guess it's time to test that <laughs> depth that, uh, that you know, Jim Nell loves. He loves his uh, depth when it comes to, especially this year. He went out and got a ton of signings when we weren't expecting it, and yeah. he really bolstered the depth of this team. And it's going to be tested early, it looks like. We're paying for it, too. Interesting stat that I saw on Twitter. On the Texas Stars, there are only five players on the Texas Stars who are not on an NHL contract. So wow. we have lots of NHL players on our team or in our franchise, I guess. Well, I mean, even on the uh, defensive side, when you think about uh, Petrovic and you also think about uh, Borgman, both of those guys have NHL experience and they're playing in the AHL <laughs> and they're specifically there just to bolster the depth of the defense just in case something happens. And it looks like uh, Joel Hanley may get thrown in there sooner than he thought. So uh, that th- that's really unfortunate, and uh, how much is that going to affect the Stars going forward? Defensively, I'm not super worried about it, but definitely offensively it's going to affect it. Um, but we'll see. I mean, I-, I hope it's not a huge deal, but, I mean, Klingberg's a big dynamic player. He's He's a big puck mover. He's expecting a huge salary coming next season, and for good reason too. So hopefully it's 
since he was skating. It, hopefully, it's not something that's going to last too long. Hopefully, it's just a little tweak or something, and it just swelled up during the game. But we'll see. It, the hit looked bad. It, when I immediately saw it, I was like, he's done for two months. I thought he messed up a knee. But we'll see. It's, it's really, really strange. Um, it, it really, and they kind of mentioned this in the broadcast too, but it really reminded me of like a football play, like a, a random awkward football play Yeah. with the way that I think it was his left knee, how it, mm-hmm. it, it just, it, I mean, it's obvious they're going to call it an LBI, a, a lower body injury, but it's really obvious what it is. Yeah. Um, it, and it, it's gotta be that he just hyperextended that knee. Um, and hopefully it that's all it is, and it's just some sort of hyperextension or a sprain or something like that, and that'll that'll just take some time to rehab and and he'll be okay and everything. Um, to your point about uh, it hurting our offense, it, it, I mean, it, obviously with Clean Brigham out, it's going to hurt our offense. But the nice thing about the Stars is they've got two guys who can definitely. Uh, shoot the puck and be the offensive guy on the blue liner. That's why we have Haskinen. So yeah, thank God for Haskinen, and because uh, otherwise I would be even more worried at this point. Yeah, and, and like Razor said in the in the pregame, we have one of the best decors in the. Well, he said we do have the best decor in the league. He made that bold statement. I don't know if I'm ready to make that bold of a statement, but we, we have one of the best decors in the league, and it's very deep too. Like you said with Petrovic and Hanley back there. I, I think defensively we won't really miss a beat, but yeah, like you said, that offense is gonna gonna be tough. So let's go through some of these uh, some of these stats uh, tonight, guys, and just kind of go through uh, some of the shots, some of the goals that we got. Um, so first off, the first goal, obviously, we already talked about him, Jason, Jacob Peterson. He scores in his NHL debut for the Stars, and he does really well, right? Um, he, he, he shoots it unassisted. It's a backhander in between the pad and the glove. And he, he puts the stars up one to nothing in the first period. Uh, wh- what did y'all think of, uh, and we can just keep going with this, but what did you think of the goal and what did you think of Jacob Peterson's play overall in the game tonight? Yeah, like I said in the beginning, overall he was, he was solid. It didn't look like he was phased at all from the beginning of the game or, or for his first NHL game. He looked, he looked like he was supposed to be there. Then uh, later on, going into the second period, there was no more scoring going on in the first. But in the second period, Stars go on the power play, and then none other than Roddick Foxa on the power play he, uh, gets the goal, puts the Stars up 2 to nothing, and it's from Haskinen and Suter. So Suter gets his first point as a Dallas star. Uh, what did you all yeah. think of the, uh, of the power play goal there? Yeah, Radic Foxa goes on the power play because Jamie Benn was in the box after sticking up for Miro Haskinen, which I really like that part of the game too. I mean, like like we we all tweeted about, Reeves is such a pansy. I hate that guy, and he wouldn't even go for the fight afterwards too when Ben tried to get him. Anyway, Radic Foxa goes in front of the net where Jamie Benn normally is, and man, his wrist looks better because his hands were super calm, super smooth, buries the puck right there. It was a wide open goal. He should have scored it, and he did. So he did his job well. Yeah, and it, that really ticks me off, especially Ryan Reeves. And he, and you know what? He's doing his job. That's what he's paid for. So yep. and I, that's I mean, all he's paid for because he's a garbage hockey player. So I hope New York has fun paying him three and a half million dollars to suck at hockey. Yeah, and I even put on I even put on Twitter that uh, I hate I hate Ryan Reeves with a passion. And and you know maybe this is how you know other fans of other teams felt about like Steve Ott. 
And Steve I mean, Otwood, Steve Otwood answered the bell though. Not, if, not if every Steve time. Ot- not every if, time. He if would. He, knew he, he would purposely. If, he, would he would purposely. Pester, but tr- if he knew that he planted so, our the best player into the boards face first, and he knew he did something wrong, he would answer the bell and he would fight him. Reeves well, never and, does. He's a piece of garbage. And that's the one thing that I hate about that play too, is because he knew he knew that John Klingberg was hurt. So he knew that that he he was probably not going to play and he was going to be out because he had probably hadn't seen him on the ice very much. What ticked me off is that he went after Mayor Haskinen. And I love the play of Jamie Benn right there, sticking up for uh, the, the young superstar that we have in, in the back end back there. So, uh, you know, Jamie, keep it up, man. We, we appreciate that. And it's, it's nice to see a little bit of fight from Jamie Benn for once too. Uh, we, we hadn't really seen that much uh, last season, and it's really good to see that. Um, anyways, a uh, couple of minutes later, uh, I guess New York decides to wake up, and Adam Fox gets his uh, first goal of the season from Lindgren and Panarin on a, a goal that, you know, it, you, you can't really blame Holtby on it. Uh, it, yeah. it was it was a great shot, and it was a, it was a good goal. There's nothing... I mean, it was a little bit of a defensive breakdown from the Stars. They could have done something better about it, but, you know, it, it was not something that I would go through and say, oh, well, Holtby sucked on that shot. Yeah, no, definitely. Both these goals weren't – I don't. I wouldn't say they were Holtby's fault. Um, both were deflections too, so mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it's both, notes are not easy to save. Yeah, both deflections with lots of traffic. The same kind of thing happened on both plays, and – well, first of all, Adam Fox looked great all game. Like, that guy looks crazy. Really, really liked watching him play. It was super fun. But going forward in this season, it, if Holtby's okay, then we should expect a lot of those goals to go in. That's going to be the way to score on the Stars because we got two of the smaller goalies. I mean, Holtby's only 6'1", so he's pretty small like Dobby is too. So I would expect teams to be doing exactly what New York did at the end of that second period and – making traffic and throwing something and hope it goes in. It'll go in a decent amount of times because there's not the body mass in front of the net like Ben Bishop normally has. Right. And, uh, you, you know, it's funny that we say they're they're short because we're all, ti- we're all tiny yeah. and they're 5'11". It's, it's, a, it's a relative term. <laughs> right. It's a very relative term to the NHL. How about that? Okay. And, and, that, and that's why I love Dobby, just because he's short. And, and, you know, shout out to UC Soros, too, for being a, a short goaltender, too. But, uh, anyways, uh, the period goes on. And uh, about seven minutes later, with at 1554 of the second period, Chris Kreider scores. And uh, he gets it from Miller and Sabinajad. And it is tied going into the third period. Uh, that's That was the worst feeling in the world when I saw that goal go in. And I'm just yeah. like, oh, no, here we go again. We're going to get a lead we're gonna go to overtime and we're gonna lose in overtime what did y'all think of that goal yeah i mean it was, it was pretty much the exact same as the first goal to me and the whole second period after the radic fox goal pretty much it looked like we took it down several notches from the four check pressure that we had in the first and the beginning of the second period so i, I really didn't like that i hope that wasn't a game plan decision and i because if that's a game plan decision it's a terrible decision uh Maybe it was just our players calming down a little bit because we feel like we got a good lead. But, yeah, the second period was really bad for the Stars. Probably the worst one. Yeah, yeah, the worst one out of the three. And, you know, speaking of second periods, uh, James, one of the things you were were talking about to me off screen was that uh, 
that you had a lot of uh, notes on the second period. Was there anything yeah. specific that stuck out to you that you want to mention and talk about real quick? So the craziest thing that happened in the second to me was when Haskinen toe-picked and turned it over in the defensive end, and it became a 2-on-0 on Holby. And they pass it across and try to shoot it in, and Holby just robs the crap out of it. That was Save the, the year candidate. Yeah, game one. First game. That is the craziest save ever. But he's full sprawled out with the glove, and it stays in the glove, too. Oh, it was just gorgeous. Gorgeous play. Yeah, I might or might ha not have yelled at the top of my lungs when that I save screamed. I was like, what, I Holby, are you kidding me? <laughs> I screamed louder than for any goal, including the overtime goal. That was insane. Well, and you know, what's the funny thing about that is that was probably a giant turning point in the game in, in a weird way when you think about that. Huge and, It was right after the Adam Fox goal, too. Like, that momentum shift, could have they could have taken that and piled on three, four goals instead of the only two that they got that period. Right, agreed. And uh, in that second period, that's all that uh, the Rangers had is they had nothing but momentum going their way. Yeah. And Holby was like, nope, I'm taking that, thank you. Holby had a crazy good first two periods. He, he, he looked awesome. Those two goals, almost nothing you can say about him. Our defense needs to clear guys out of space and give Holby room to make the save, and they didn't do it. So I think, as far as I'm concerned, Holby had a, had a perfect start. Now, my only hope is that he's okay. So, because exactly. <laughs> uh, I mean, already it looks like if if whatever it was was serious enough for him to be out of the game, uh, we may see Ottinger sooner than we thought. So, yeah. but uh, even if he's not okay, perfect segue going into the third period. Anton Hudobin, oh my goodness, crazy. Uh, you can definitely say that he answered the dinner bell there, right? He answered so many different bells, like you couldn't even name them all. I can't count them on my two hands. <laughs> he answered the bell at Notre Dame. He answered his cell phone, and he answered the uh, the ring a ding ding from the uh, from the food to get to come get food from the house as well. So all, all at the same time. All, all of it at the same time, right? <laughs> exactly. So, um, I anyways, uh, the, what did y'all think of uh, the third period just in general? Because it, it, it seems like it was kind of like a, a meh kind of period. Yeah, well, the beginning of the period, it was still all Rangers, and Anton saved our butts, and he looked great. As the period went on, the Stars kept looking better and better, and we had some really good chances towards the end of the third period. We just couldn't bury them. Uh, I mean, uh, real quick, a couple of them were Gurionov, and Gurionov had three really good scoring chances tonight, and he only hit the goal on one of them. So that's a problem they had last year that he's got to figure out. Just hit the net, please, do something. On, on the last one, he finally did hit the net, but, like, man. But anyway... Stars couldn't really find the back of the net towards the end of the game, but Hudobin kept him in it, and it would, we wouldn't have gone to overtime if it wasn't for Anton. For sure. The the biggest shift in the third for me was uh, the fourth power play that the Rangers had, just shot after shot after shot, and Dobby stood up on every single one of those. Yeah, crazy great play on that power play. Another week of the NFL season means another shot to win big at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet just $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. The last 0-0 tie in the NFL was in 1943, so I'd say this is probably a no-brainer. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. 
Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Throw down $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. That's promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 years of age or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. And then, uh, so obviously there was no score in the third period. <laughs> so it's tied 2-2, two to two and it's every Stars fan's worst nightmare. <laughs> Game one going into overtime. When everybody knows the situation that it was last year, we led the league with 14 overtime or shootout losses. If we had won a quarter of those, we would have been in the playoffs. But uh, anyways, uh, we go into the into overtime thinking, holy crap, we're going to end up losing this game. We, we led 2 nothing. We gave up the lead, and now we're going to lose. But Haskinen says no. Haskinen from Ben, 138 going into overtime roofs the dang puck in the top left-hand corner and sends the Stars going to the next town with two points. That was an awesome shot. Miro Haskin might have the best wrist shot on the team, and he's a defenseman. It's crazy. <laughs> well, and, and it just goes to show you how much the Stars rely on their uh, their defense to, to provide offense as well. So yeah, Absolutely. And, I mean, it, for, for a guy whose contract is now up to $8 million, like, that's a goal that he's expected to score, and he's done it. So, I mean, so far, A-plus on the contract signing yeah. <laughs> through one game. So, uh, one of the things uh, we also wanted to talk about was that uh, there were several penalties that were taken by the Stars, and some stupid penalties. Uh, and thankfully, it didn't destroy us in this game, but if we had been playing you know, maybe a better team. I'm not saying the Rangers aren't a bad team because I really think they're a dark horse in the Metropolitan Division. But, uh, hey, I, th I really I, think they could make the playoffs this season. Okay, that, but that's that's beside the point. We're not talking about the Rangers. We're talking about the Stars here. Um, the Some of the penalties that we took were ill-advised and just dumb. There was a two delay of game penalties that we took that could have been easily avoided. And uh, tonight uh, we had four penalties. And it would have been two, but the refs had to call two of them because they were delay of games. So uh, hopefully that doesn't affect uh, the Stars going forward in the future. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the penalties were, were, were the ones that weren't delay a game were still stupid too. I mean, like Pavelski got it, got a penalty in the offensive zone on a forecheck when he didn't really have a chance at the puck either. Like it, it was just lazy yeah. stuff. So, so you think it was just poorly officiated overall? No, not poorly officiated. No, no. It was bad play by the Stars. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I think most, I think the, at least three of the penalties were fully deserving. Uh, I don't remember what, what the fourth one, I can't think of it right now, but I thought three of them were definitely. Oh, that and that one was definitely holding too. I remember that one now that you say that. So I, I totally think, the. I thought the officiating was fine. I thought we should have gotten at least one more power play, but whatever. Uh but yeah, I think all those penalties were, were fairly called. We just took a lot of them. And 
you know, even though that we did take a lot of penalties, one of the things we talked about over the course of uh, the off season was the fact that the stars, in order to be a better, you know, regular season team, have to be more successful in the special teams. And when you look at the stats for tonight, the stars did exactly that. Even though they they took some stupid penalties, and uh, the Rangers went 0 for four, and then on the power play, the stars went one for two with Fox scoring a, a power play goal. So that's a huge, huge, huge bonus if you're Rick Bonus. Very successful on the special yeah. teams. Got gotta love both sides of it. I mean, the the penalty kill looks super good, except for that last one in the third period when Dobby had to bail us out. But even then, the goalie's got to be your best penalty killer, and he was. So it was it, it was super good. Love the power play too. I mean, even on the first one that we didn't score on, it looked really good. The, the only note that I would make on the power play is I did not like Haskinen on the wall. I didn't think I would, and I saw it and I didn't like it. So <laughs> I think Haskinen should be on top. I don't. I, I don't I don't get Sitter manning the manning the power play. It, it, he didn't he didn't look super comfortable in the position. He didn't look like Klingberg or Haskinen did. So uh, I don't really understand it. Maybe I need to see it a little bit more. Maybe it looked good in practice and it just wasn't clicking for some reason. But whatever. Yeah, I mean, then again, it is the first game of the season. So even though they went yeah. through preseason and stuff like that, that sometimes it takes a, a little bit of time to get all the uh, the kinks out. Um, and, uh, so let's talk about some of the play, the new players that the, uh, the stars got over the course of, uh, the off season. Um, so first off, what did y'all think of the play of Luke Glenn Denning tonight? He, he, I thought he looked okay for the role that he's been asked to play. I, I hated it. I thought he sucked. I mean, on, on the penalty kill, he, he looked slow. Um, and in the one category where he's supposed to be elite at, he was absolutely terrible. The worst on the team, it, his face off percentage, 20%. That is awful. When that's when that's your main selling point and it's that bad, that can't happen. I mean, well, I, I know that's super tough on him, but like your thing is faceoffs and you did that bad, it sucks. We should have won the face. We should win every faceoff department game by at least five percent, in my opinion. That's how good our center icemen are, and there's no reason Glenn Denning should be at twenty percent. It's really bad. I won't let I won't let Joe Pavelski off the hook either. He had twenty five percent. That's terrible. But that's not his only selling point. He scores goals too. Glenn Denning doesn't. All he does is win faceoffs and is good at penalty kill. So the the one thing I want, and you actually jumped into the next point I was going to ask about because I was hoping that you, one of y'all would bring this up, but it is the fact that in the first period, the re, I think the reason why the Stars controlled the play and why the Stars were very good was the fact that they were dominating in the first period in the face-off circle. And, I mean, I'm not joking. Yeah. I think it, I think Razor said – Yes, Razor said something during the broadcast that it was like 70 to 30%. Yeah, we lost like and two the, face-offs. Right, yeah. and, the, and then the fact that as the game went on, it got worse and worse. And then at, at, the, at the buzzer, uh, you know, the Stars lose the face-off battle 52 to 48. So um, that's something that needs to be improved on. And, and especially when that was one of the things we talked about a lot about, uh, you know, all these players that we have. We have Luke and Glenn Denning who can win faceoff. We have Foxa. We have Ben. Pavelski is normally at least decent on the faceoff. Pavelski's normally good at faceoffs. I mean, we, yeah. we, last season we put him in at the end of games when we had the offensive zone faceoff when we needed to win. And he was awful tonight on the faceoff circle. And then you know one of the guys that we talked about that's had that, that's had a rough history in faceoff, actually had a good faceoff game tonight, and that was Rope Hintz. He ended up with fifty eight percent in the faceoff circle. So, like, like we said in the offseason podcast, 
Face offs is something that you can definitely learn, and it looks like he learned it because he's gotten a lot better. And that that was true last season too. He got better and better as the season went on. So um, another player I wanted to mention um, that I actually didn't mind the play of uh, too much tonight was uh, was Raffle. And I, I know that he's kind of taking a place of who we wish somebody else would be. You know, we would hoping it was Damiani or Deleandria or something like that. But the fact that uh, he came in, he played his role, and he did a pretty decent job from what I saw. Yeah. I mean, he was solid. He did his job. He killed penalties well. I thought he looked really good on the penalty kill, especially compared to Glendening. But, I mean, he was a he was a Cogliano with a different name on his sweater. So, I mean, he, he, did, <laughs> he did his job. Yeah. But, again, in the offensive zone, he looked off. But – that's not his job. So that's not his job. That's he, he's he's a fourth liner, and, and the reason why he came in like that. So, um, just t- taking a look at some other players uh, that I thought did pretty well tonight. Some newbies. Um, Hawkenpock. Uh, what did y'all think of the play of uh, Mister Big Ol' Six Five Finish Hawkenpock? I didn't love it. The holding penalty was really bad. It was a hold. It was a really bad hold. Um, it was super obvious call. Um. He he didn't use his body as much as I wanted him to. We really needed the the slot to be opened up. That's where the two goals came from. Is just they had two guys in the slot and just prayed, and it worked out. And he he got it looked like he got knocked around. So yeah, yeah. not not a great night from him. I mean, on the normal five on five defensive side, it wasn't terrible except for those penalty minutes, but not great either. I mean, James, I- do you have something to say? Personally, I didn't like how Hawk and Paw played tonight, but to be fair, I didn't like how the defense played as a whole after the first period. Once that's, it that's got true. to the middle of that second period, it felt like our defense was just like turning the puck over every fifth second. So Yeah, exactly. And losing puck battles too. Like every puck battle in our zone went went the Rangers' way, but in the start, starting in the second period. Okay, so kind of hop, hopping off that point a little bit. Okay, let's assume Kleinberg is out for a period of time. Who takes the top four spot? Is that, is that going to be uh, Hockenpah, or does Sekere get moved up into the top four? Uh, I think it's Hockenpah still. I mean, I think he didn't have a great game tonight, but I'm, I'm pretty sure he would say that too. So I, I don't think this is a, a normal game for him, but I, I think he'll – He'll, he'll turn out fine, and I, I hope it's going to be Hockenpah that goes up with him because Miro Haskin is used to playing with a big body with Alexiak as well, so that's what I'm hoping for. You know, I'm actually kind of uh, hoping that Hanley takes advantage of his opportunity here, and he, he plays a big role because, you know, even in the bubble, he seemed to play a really big role for the Stars, and, and he, was the, he scored the first goal for the Stars in the Stanley Cup Finals, and that was weird to, to see Joel <laughs> Hanley score a goal. So, you know. Anyway, so uh, I, I'm I'm hoping that Kleinberg is, is okay, but uh, if Kleinberg is not okay, uh, I'm hoping that uh, Hanley can kind of uh, get into that role. Um, that would be really interesting. I would like that pairing. Yep. Uh, I just want to pull in a comment real quick. This is AJ Oliveira. Uh, he's a really good listener of the show. He's he says, "Hey guys, uh, what are y'all's thoughts on Holtby's performance? Uh, what what did, what did y'all think of Holtby's performance overall tonight?" I thought he was great. I thought he was pretty much flawless. I mean, those two goals that went in, I don't think any real hockey fan would blame him on those goals. There's a lot of traffic in front, and the Rangers did what they were supposed to. Our defense has got to clear those guys out and from in front of the lane, especially when we've got smaller goalies in there. 
unlike Ben Bishop. If Ben Bishop's in the net, he probably makes both of those saves just because he's large. <laughs> but Holby's yeah. not that big, so he, he, we need some help in the front. But I, I thought he was pretty much flawless, and it was really unfortunate that he was taken out. Um. So how serious of an injury do you think this is going to be to Braden Holtby? I have no idea what he got injured on. The only thing I can think of is the neck, like James said. Like, that makes some sense, but Just an awkward no tweak of the neck or something? Maybe yeah, he just it, it, pulled no. something wrong? The problem is if it wasn't on that play, like if he wasn't injured on the play where he got hit in the head, like... Then we don't know what the heck it the, was. Then it's probably really bad, because non-contact injuries, like, in general, generally, generally means it's a worse injury. And uh, that would especially suck right off yeah. the right off the bat. We've already mentioned that it looks like the depth of the stars are going to be tested very early this season. So, all right. Um, and uh, we did mention how Hudobin did have a good game uh, as well. And in, in relief, he made six saves for the stars. So, um, uh, one other thing that I wanted to mention was uh, the fact that the stars were blocking shots tonight. Uh, the, the, it's they're sticking to that defensive side of the game, and then when you look at the block shots, twenty-five to thirteen. So they doubled up the amount of block shots compared to the uh, New York Rangers. Yeah. What does that say about the Stars here? Yeah, like we said in the preseason podcast, that's still the Stars' identity. We got a lot of goal scorers now, but the Dallas Stars are still a defensive first team. And you can see that especially later on in the game. Joe Pavelski laid out in front of a really hard shot from the point, oh, yeah. and it, it definitely hurt him but he was still doing it. So that's definitely the mindset of the team. And Joe Pavelski displayed that great at the end of the game, taking a hard shot just right to the knee. And, you know, we, we talk about all of these, uh, all these negative things that have, that happened in this game tonight. The, the, the stupid penalties we took, uh, the injuries that we've, we, it looks like we've suffered to two of our key guys already, but they still won. And that's yeah. all that matters at this point. And it's it's good for us to look at this game and see, okay, there were some aspects of the game that we didn't like. But when it mattered, in the end, we got the save that we needed when we needed it from not just Holtby, but also from Hudobin. And when it mattered the most, uh, we we ended scored up getting the win goal. from scored yeah. a goal from one of our <laughs> big a goal uh, one of our mattered. big players. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. So. Overall for the game, I feel like we still won the majority of the – I feel like we won two out of three periods this game, which is still really good. The second period, we really sucked it up. But yeah, that's The first and the third true. period – James, come on. In the end of the third period, we had a post <laughs> in like the crossbar. The, I, didn't like, I didn't like the third period. The, the beginning of the third period, yes. But even then, the Rangers didn't have great chances. At the end of the third period, the Stars had amazing chances. So the only real offensive pressure the Rangers put on us in the third period was during that power play. And other than that, it wasn't a ton of pressure. It was a lot of zone time. I'll give you that. But the only pressure was really on the power play. And then we put the pressure on in the last five minutes. And we should have scored. I mean, like, goodness. How does Pavelski hit every single piece of iron on the ice in the same shot? That's crazy. He literally had 75% of the net, and he missed all of it. Uh, he got stick-checked on that, actually. Why yeah, I was, it was crazy. I, 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 I saw that and I was like, oh my goodness. He's got a crazy that. It doesn't matter. Hit the weight room, Pavelski. Come on. Old man strength. <laughs> like, goodness. But yeah, overall, the stars played great. I think the biggest, like, overall thing that we did bad was we weren't very physical at all. And that was in the hits department. That was in the puck battles department as well. Because that's what really led to the second period going on. It, it was turnovers mainly. And it was also, we didn't win hardly any puck battles after the first period. 
which really hurt us. So if we can figure out how to win those pucks, which we do great normally, but we just got to get into that mindset more. And that's another thing that the beginning of the season could have issues with. Cause in the preseason, I don't, I feel like you're not fighting on the boards as hard as you do in the regular season. So hopefully that comes with a little bit more time, but the, the big takeaways for me is we need to be more physical with hits and with puck battles. And I, I would just love to see the stars put in a full 60 minutes and we got away with it tonight. Uh, but uh, one of the biggest things we talked about uh, last season was the fact that we were not getting a full 60 minutes from the Dallas stars. We would have like a great first two periods and then the third period would suck or we'd have a really terrible first period. And then the second period would be a little bit better. The third period would be, even would be our best period, but it would be too late to try and, uh, you know, recapture some sort of uh, lead or whatever. So, and, and we only it, got away with it because of, of great goaltending by both Holtby and Hudobin. So, and you know, that was another thing we talked about that we were worried about the goaltending. And at, at least for this game, it looks like they, they have at least seemed to quiet the critics for now. So, uh, but it, it, again, if if it comes up, whether people are going to be screaming for Ottinger uh, <laughs> sooner rather than later, so yeah, both goalies are on short leashes this year because of how good of a guy we got in the AHL. That's for sure. Yep. Um, uh, Cooper says, "Love to see Radulov and Sagan out there." And you know, that's one thing we didn't talk about, and we should have brought it up sooner in this uh, podcast. But uh, it really was good to see Radulov and Sagan in there tonight, even though they weren't uh, super effective or noticeable tonight uh they were still there and uh they still played and uh it's just really good to see them in a dallas stars uniform again i did i didn't love the ben sagan radulov line honestly it didn't look really good those guys looked good on the power play though so that was exciting to see but the ben sagan radulov line they didn't really get anything going five on five it felt like so do you from here if you're bonus would you switch up the lines and how would those lines look like i i I want to switch out Ben and put him at center on the third line. I, I think That's that would be better. my exact thought too. Yep. I want to take uh, uh, who, who who was on the third line. Well, anyway, I know Kivy was on the fourth line. I want Kivy to move up to a scoring role and be on the line with Gurianov. I think the third line should be Kivy Ranta Ben Gurianov. Uh, I think that would be way better. It'd be give us it'd give us more scoring. I think it was Raffle who was on the third line. Um, yeah, yeah, I know that for sure. Uh, but I, I I didn't love Raffle being on there. He He's like an offensive sponge. He soaks it all up and expels it. Because <laughs> <laughs> every time he touched the puck in the offensive zone, it was it was a mess. But well, uh, anything else you guys want to mention uh, before we kind of close it out for tonight? Uh, Boxa was crazy. He had a great game. Uh, four block shots, a goal, and with the fifty-six faceoff percentage, it's pretty. Mm-hmm. Pretty good game for Foxa. Foxa had a very Foxa game too. Like he yeah. he played his game and he played it well. So really love Foxa. His wrist probably feels much better. <laughs> well, I'm also praying that Klingberg and Holby are okay and that Robertson and Como will come back. Like come on, how many times can the Stars be injured? And like I know we're an old team, but it's not the old guys who are getting injured. Like the old, <laughs> yeah. the only old guy who's injured is Como. Yeah, what is going on? Yeah. Well, you know, it, it's funny that you mentioned that, James, that uh, Fox had a good game. Uh, look at the time on ice. He leads the Stars on time on ice. Isn't that the weirdest thing? And it makes sense tonight because we were shorthanded so much. He has the most shorthanded time on ice. 
and we six, were missing a lot of our 41 seconds yeah we were missing a lot of our uh our normal penalty killers yeah uh, i mean even with glenn denning and rafa coming on fox is still our best penalty killer he's he's awesome out there and and, it, and he only had six seconds of power play time and he scored the goal like <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> Super effective. So that means if we give him a minute of power play time, he's going to score, score like 30 goals. goals. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, guys, uh, I think we're just going to we're going to leave it out on that this uh, evening. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, the Stars will be back on Saturday against the Boston Bruins in Boston at 6 p.m. And then again on, on Sunday against Ottawa at 4 p.m. And fun thing for those of you that are tuning in, on Sunday at 4, I will be going live on the THPN uh, YouTube channel to do a watch-along, just like I did with the uh, the Seattle and Vegas game yesterday. So if you'd like to tune in to that, that'll be at 4 o'clock on Sunday uh, Central Time. So uh, I'd, I'd love to see you out, hear your comments, all that jazz, and uh, we can watch a game together and see how the stars do. And uh, I will try not to yell at the top of my lungs or scream and yell when someone does something stupid. So, anyways, guys, uh, thank you all for tuning in. Make sure you follow us on Twitter and on Instagram and like us on Facebook. And then uh, make sure that you please subscribe to this YouTube channel and also subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts. And once again, we want to thank DraftKings for sponsoring us and for sponsoring THPN. We really appreciate the support. And uh, we will catch you guys on the flip side. Thank you very much, and y'all have a wonderful and great day. Go Stars!